0: saying about york being <laughs> being you know, the second york, most in the, in the before a, times yeah
1: yes york was the second most visited town in england in the before times but uh, those were in the days when we thought it was okay simply to have the streets festooned with chinese tourists but now we know so much better york has an interesting
2: um uh site there where all the jews of york were um fled into this castle or this little like Clifford's Tower. Yeah, the tower, exactly. How do I not know about
0: this? They
2: were all burned to death, is that right? <laughs> uh yeah, allegedly, yes. <laughs> in like in like the 12th century or so.
1: Yeah, they there is a ta- I don't know. I don't know the details of it, but the I all I know is that when one goes uh on any kind of obviously if, if an Englishman goes on a trip anywhere he gets drunk and the 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 clifford's tower is normally where coach parties get picked up after their day at the races or whatever it is that they're doing and they're cl- drunkenly climbing to the top and rolling down the hill because it's like okay. it's like one of those medieval uh, fortifications isn't it there's just a steep hill to make it hard to attack
2: yeah. Oh
1: I see. Okay. It's ideal for drunk rolling down. I'm got sure it. You,
2: got if it. you cast your mind back, you will have seen somebody doing that while you were there. Well, when I I don't remember being able to go inside the tower, but I do I I do have a picture of me taken outside of it. Right, yeah. This was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, but well, it's still there.
1: It's still it's still there. It has yet to be pulled down by Jewish protesters.
2: OK, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe like some other protesters could pull it down because it's got like. Um... It is because... white. It's made of white stone. Yeah, I was going to say there yeah. must
0: be something very flammable looking about Jews <laughs> uh, like, like myself, by the way, I must ve- look like just easily, easily set aflame.
2: Well, I was thinking maybe it would be torn down because it's like it inspired um like Zionist aggression. Like they, because of Clifford's Tower, the Jews went and settled Palestine and now the Palestinians have been dispossessed. So Well it was because of the British. Yeah. So yeah. the British there were the
0: ones to give them Israel, after all. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, but no, we. it's funny you should bring up York, William. By the way, welcome to the show, uh, Seth Barron. Thank you so much for joining us tonight.
1: What a get, if I might say. A, a, a real Bernie
0: gets. <laughs> okay. Right? Uh, well, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, the, what perfect. We were talking about old York, and you just wrote a book about New York. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Yep. This is Radio Gold, Jerry. <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, but yeah. Uh, and also the story we, we're here to talk about tonight is a quintessential. And to me, it is, is one of the most New York stories, like really like a, um, it's like one of those things. It's like, uh, you know how, like, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, that, that law and order fucking piece of shit show. Um, it, 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 the people say that it's like ripped from the headlines or whatever. Um, this story is kind of like, um, ripped from the movies, (laughs) if you will, because, um, it was much earlier in 19, I believe 74 when death wish the film that most people made the comparison of this story to, which was a whole 10 years earlier, uh, when it actually occurred.
2: Uh, that's true. Uh Um, the story uh, we're gonna well, the story I was going to talk about is the the tale of Bernard Goetz, yep.
1: Yep.
2: which was nineteen eighty four. Yes. yes, and you're right; it does bear a resemblance to the uh, classic film Paul, Paul Kersey, yeah, played by Charles Bronson in Death Wish. Right?
0: Hey, Jack, I'm gonna shoot you.
2: Um, but there's key differences. There's key differences. Yeah and you know this becomes a big question actually in the trial of bernard getz as to whether he was a
0: vigilante defending
2: vigilante or defending himself right um so i mean how should we do should i kind of Go over the, well, the skeleton uh, of the story for your listeners who aren't familiar with it. Oh, perhaps, well, I, or... I, I,
0: normally throughout the course of the show, we do sort of uh, go through the bare bones of it at least. And that can let us sort of like veer off to whatever topic we want. But Bernie gets was um, he uh, was on it was it was blue, it, should, it should be mentioned that this was a few days before Christmas in 1984. Um and uh he decided to meet after work with um some coworkers of his for drinks, uh, sort of as like a Christmas office party kind of deal. And um, you know, this is you gotta understand that this is in the like probably the the lowest depths of the crime epidemic, if you will, of the nineteen late 70s, nineteen and, and 1980s in New York City. Of of which you know, mythic tales are to, could be told, um, and this is just sort of one snapshot uh, of. You know, really, this is like a whole uh, watershed moment for uh, the crime epidemic, really, um, and uh, yeah. Um, I think
1: that like the there was this whole. I mean, I I need I was familiar with this story, being a dreary Brit, but I'd never actually seen. What Bernie gets looked like until I watched a load of videos for research for this, and he does look like kind of Jewish Jeffrey Dahmer, but I guess everybody did in those days.
2: Yeah, um, he yeah he does look a little bit like Jeffrey Dahmer. It's a good point, and his mother was Jewish, though she converted. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, well, that, that was part of what was so interesting about the story was that he's this weedy looking um yeah, I, I, computer, I, computer repairman type who. Yeah, I always I you know, know.
1: envisaged him as some kind of grizzled macho man, but he wasn't yeah, like at all. Charles totally Bronson. A, he, but Charles Bronson's just weird looking.
0: Yes, <laughs> I mean, I well, you'll get any arguments from me, but also he kind of embodies that. Like, uh, look, we're t- this is the Charles Bronson podcast, by the way, but uh, <laughs> he kind of embodies that um, that like uh, man pushed over the edge if you will, like mild-mannered, liberal, like, you know, decides to, you know, get back to his reactionary right-wing roots.
2: (laughs) This is um, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson, yeah. Yeah, well, Charles Bronson's an interesting guy because he's a back Tartar. Like, he Uh comes from a long, like, an ancient line of, like, Tartars, like Eastern... Oh, well, wow. yeah, Eastern Russians who settled in Lithuania, I believe. Right. Because uh, he looks kind of Mongolian or something. He right? does. He yeah. does. Uh, so that's that's his background. Um, I believe he was actually a coal miner, like when he was like nine years old. Interesting. Uh, so <laughs> he, he, he definitely comes from a tough background. I mean, Bernard gets sort of more... It, you know, as long as we're going with the film comparisons, I mean, I guess if you think about like Falling Down, the Michael yeah, Douglas yeah. movie,
0: that's a good comparison. He's, yeah.
2: He's more of that type. Like,
1: yeah, the, he kind of went postal.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I imagine yes. that Falling Down probably was somewhat influenced by this, actually, now that I'm thinking about it.
2: Um, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and the postal comparison. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think that's another thing that people. Kind of thought of like, you know, yeah, I mean, or going back, like, you know, I mean, to taxi driver, yeah, yeah, okay. Travis Pickle is obviously, you know, a little bit more of an unstable type and a underworld sort of character, demi mom type. But, you know, this idea of a New Yorker who just decides to stand up, like, he won't take it anymore,
0: yeah, yeah. Someday yeah. a real so, rain's gonna come and wash these streets, <laughs> right? I, I think that there's a
2: Definitely this this kind of character speaks to something in New York and in New Yorkers who've basically been fed up, pushed around and eventually snap. Yeah. Uh, Which I think is basically what happened with Bernard Getz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as you recall, so he was on the subway. Right. Coming
0: back uh, from uh, or maybe heading to go get drinks, I suppose.
2: That's right. And he was accosted by four uh, teenagers, black teens. guys, teens, youth, <laughs> who were on- All,
0: all uh, had been convicted of crimes, by the way.
2: Right. They, were all, uh, they all had criminal records, and they were apparently on their way to Times Square to rob arcade machines. Right. Yeah, because they were carrying sharpened screwdrivers.
0: Or according to Mushmouth, as one of the interviews I noticed, uh, what what supposedly one of the I think maybe the brother of Daryl um was on uh, was on a interview on I forget what station it was, but um, and uh, they he said yo he was going down there to play the video games. Uh, yeah. He was, I don't even think he had even copped to the fact that maybe it was it was part of their like. Uh, like he was just
1: trying sim- to get some skittles.
0: Yes, that's right. He was, <laughs> he was actually just getting some Arizona. Yeah, um, which is funny. Uh, th- th- that comparison is made to the Trayvon Martin thing, which is like just. I guess it's it is comparison in the sense that both of them were absolutely justified. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean they were but I, if any there's a trave one more so Yeah. because the the guy was getting the shit kicked out right, of him yeah, well right yeah that's true it's even more cut
0: and dry ironically yeah. created a much uh, an opposite sort of like cultural reaction
2: by yeah. the way uh that's a good point um with bernard gets yeah uh, it was kind of so like a great was... awakening of like
0: of resentment resentful like somewhat righteous white anger i'd say without sounding too um uh you know inflammatory i
2: suppose yeah but white but not just white i mean you remember like a lot of new yorkers
0: yeah and it's it's funny too sorry to interrupt you but i i was watching a lot of tv coverage of this and like it was literally of. St- I would say they interviewed like a pretty good cross section of different races of people in these in this TV coverage, and just as many black people were like pro Bernie Gets as were white people like anti Bernie Gets.
2: Well, this was a time when the the New York City subways in particular were were um, ridden with crime. Yeah, uh, there was there was a lot of mugging. There was a lot of uh, violence. Um, this is before they started cleaning up the subway. So they were covered with graffiti. Um, you, may now, a, uh, you may have seen
0: a, you uh, may have seen a very good documentary film called the warriors from
2: 1976. <laughs> right.
0: right. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, Go ahead.
2: <laughs> no. Yeah. So it was, um, it was a period when, you know, a lot of New Yorkers wouldn't ride the subway. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, just cause it had a terrible reputation. It was considered dangerous and it was relatively dangerous um so Bernard Goetz was surrounded by these four guys who alleged, claimed that they just asked him for five dollars
0: yeah
2: um and this kind of became Yo, give a me set.
0: five dollars you know that this what became it was.
2: kind of a set yeah a seminal type of Incident because it's like well how do you interpret that like is is it really just saying like oh can I have five yeah. dollars yeah this is the way their defenders tried to play it like it was like an innocent question but yeah, no. I mean this is mean, the they, were just,
1: they were just curious, to, you know, was he intending to give them five dollars? Was he the
0: kind of guy who just gave away five dollars as all well, willy nilly? Well,
2: I mean, was anybody? And <laughs> I don't think like, so. I looked it up today. Like,
0: it's actually thirteen dollars and forty seven cents accounting for inflation inflation as of today.
2: <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. But like um, the idea that that question could be neutral.
0: <laughs> in the in context, context, yes, exactly, right. Yeah. On
2: your shit. <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, it almost like, it's almost as though the, the defenders of the kids were really asking New Yorkers to swallow quite a bit, quite a bit. And in yeah. taking it at, at good faith that it was really just a good faith question. Um, and, you know, obviously they did uh, get stood up and like, he had, a, he had this gun, an illegal gun, and he, he shot was, the four of them.
0: I, I, but for what it's worth, I do want to say that it didn't seem to me like it was like a very, like you brought up before a taxi driver. There's that scene where he buys the gun in like a hotel room. I don't think it was that kind of deal. He mentioned It mentioned somewhere in the Wikipedia article I'm looking at here that he got it on a trip to Florida. So I imagine he probably just went into a store and bought it. It's not like some kind of seedy back, back you know, backstreet dealing he did to get this illegal, Legal gun. I feel like that's like a liberal scare quote sort of tactic to be like illegal guns. Well, they
1: don't. No, like, they I mean, don't talk about illegal guns because of who
2: generally has them. Well, I mean, in New York <laughs> City, true. there are pretty strict regulations on gun possession. I'm,
0: a, I'm to understand this. Yes, I am from Massachusetts, so it's not like I'm un, un I am very familiar with egregious um, infringements on the Second Amendment.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, it, like in England, I I, I I believe it's like really improper and illegal to own a handgun, to have a handgun. I mean, except yeah, it, in very limited circumstances.
1: I think only the police
2: are allowed them now. It's okay. That, it's that blatant. It's not quite like that here, but nevertheless, to carry an unlicensed handgun...
0: Yeah, it's a crime. You know, it,
2: it's a crime. It's against the law. In fact, yeah. technically... It's supposed to man, have mandatory jail time associated with it. So that's, Although
0: nowadays, I don't think it's been uh, that's been too enforced.
1: You are released on your own recognizance for a while <laughs> yes. before you go to trial for it. Pretty much, pretty much.
0: <laughs> I do. Um, yeah. I, sorry to again, uh, it kind of veer off here, but are you familiar, Seth, with the um, the sort of political um, concept known as anarcho tyranny? Um, which is kind yeah, of sure yeah which is kind of like what we've been using as kind of a catch-all phrase for like you know you could you could say like this like you were saying the the gun laws particularly in New York City are pretty like strict and you know very regulated to say the least um, in contrast with the fact that you know your typical street criminal. Uh, will, as we said, be released on your own reconnaissance and uh, recogn- recognizance and, uh, and end up back, you know, end up to be doing several more crimes before being apprehended or, you know, brought to court for any of their, uh, you know, misdoings. Yeah, and released again. Yes. They, have to,
1: they have to keep catching and releasing them several times before they get around to processing the first charge.
2: Right. Well, I mean, what, what you're describing is the story where, like, you know, when guns are made illegal, only criminals will have guns. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, um, and anybody in this who's like got any intention of being law abiding gets the absolute scrutiny of the law and and can't can't move without doing something that he's going to get in trouble. Particularly for. But now, anybody certain, who doesn't uh, give a flying fuck about it, then we, they they could just do whatever they want.
0: Yeah. Particularly now with certain public health policies that we are all subject to as of late.
2: (laughs) Right. So, I mean, yeah, we, we do have that sort of um, regime running in New York basically. And especially when the police um, have pulled back from a lot of enforcement, you know, the, it, it, the people are kind of left to their own devices. However, you know, so I mean, in a sense, we're back to where we were in many ways uh, back then. But I imagine
0: that Bernie Gets in twenty twenty one would not be treated the way Bernie Gets was.
2: As you uh, know, he, he, he ahead, Bernie Gets today would probably be treated a lot. I suspect he would be treated a lot worse. Actually. Yes, I
0: would. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine it would be similar to another case we had just mentioned, the uh, George Zimmerman uh, before, um, which by the way, both of them, you know, pseudo Jewish, but not really.
2: <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Right. Yeah. I don't um, think Bernard gets his Jewish, um, Jewishness yeah. was much of a, uh, didn't really come into playback then.
0: No, probably uh, with, not. Well, with, it's with, also with New Jewish- York. So it's like everyone is Jewish. <laughs> so was George, but
2: George Zimmerman isn't Jewish.
0: No, I know, but his name is, so it's funny to say that he's oh,
2: Jewish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, um
2: yeah. Yeah, so Getz uh, shot these four guys. He didn't kill them, although he did um, paralyze one. Right. Uh, Daryl And Daryl Cavey, And he fled. Uh, I think he fled up to New Hampshire. Yep, conquered New Hampshire, which is
0: actually right in the Massachusetts border. Um, and uh, now if you go, uh, you will have trouble get walking anywhere without stepping over an overdose.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, that's that's uh, that's you know a big problem in a lot of places. Yeah. So it's important that we trust the pharmaceutical industry.
0: Yeah, so especially in this so time of public health, health inter- crisis. Yeah, we yeah, so <laughs> have our
2: best interests at heart. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but then he surrendered himself and came back, and it was a huge case. I mean, it became like a. a like sort of a watershed in New York city.
1: Yeah. yeah. And um, of course the crazy part is that when he was in, he, he gave himself up to the police in Concord, New Hampshire. And just waived uh, all uh,
0: of his fucking rights to
1: gave tell a us two to our like... mayor Culper interview, which was fucking hilarious by all accounts to be honest. <laughs> and
0: based at times. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, he said like, uh, uh, uh he, he claimed to have, uh, Looked at each one of them after he'd shot them because he I think he missed. He had five shots he, and he missed one of them, so he 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 loosed off four. And the third guy, he looked he looks at him and says, "Oh, you look, all right? I'm going to give you another and shot him again or some, some crap like that." And he said he wished he wished he'd killed them. And the only reason he stopped firing was because he'd run out of bullets and he was going to gouge their eyes out with his keys and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that didn't that didn't
2: help his case.
0: It did not. No. But, but from the, okay, I did, so William, something you sent me was a video uh, from the 90, 92nd Street Y. Um, yeah. and uh, by the way literally the most speaking of Jews the most Jewish video I've ever watched in my life <laughs>
1: um, well it's illegal it's a it's New York lawyers what do I you know, expect? and
0: it's also the who's who of who's raped <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's who of who's what who's raped oh okay <laughs> yeah well, what's his name Stephen Pinker was the host uh, well well known as a uh, frequent uh, flyer if you will on the lolita express
1: um he did a great job of hosting that was, i'm not though. gonna lie the
0: guy fucking could run it run a talk a chat program if
2: yeah it will. Was very good <laughs> when, when, when is this from uh 2014
0: and geraldo rivera yeah, okay by the way also geraldo rivera wants everyone to know that rivera is not his real name and he is indeed jewish at the very beginning <laughs> of the video he goes out of his way to let everyone there know <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay that's helpful
0: yeah i know um, but yeah, don't but worry, the- I'm not a goy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was the, um, what is the video about? Oh,
0: uh, Bernie gets It's, it's like, yeah. it was called Trial and Error was the title of the show. Um, yeah, it was a
1: series of shows about yeah, yeah. controversial and, trials. It, I think
0: they had done a, bu- a bunch of them. Like he had Dershowitz on to talk about OJ and like all this fuck. It's yeah. But anyway, um. It's
1: a really good show, actually. They had, <laughs> I enjoyed uh, it. It was a good watch. They had, the, prosecute, they had the prosecutor, and the uh, defense lawyer on and there. a juror. And a juror, yeah. Oh. So I mean it's a cracking, it was a brilliant, a brilliant little uh, analysis. Uh
0: but yeah, um we were uh, why did I even bring it up? Oh, oh, um so Barry Slotnick was um Bernie Getz's uh um defense attorney, and uh he um he mentioned in it that he even though it, the video does at time look um, look kind of rough, like with some of the shit that Bernie says in this video of that it was video that was taped in his as you said before, William, Maya Culpa in Concord, New Hampshire. Um he knew that certain parts of it that he selected or whatever that he wanted to play to the jury. Um
2: yeah.
0: and it actually ended up selling, basically selling them on the not ver- not guilty verdict. Um and Yeah, because
1: they, they got an... an- expert in to say that people who've been through that kind of stress can't be relied upon
0: for Well, not just that, memories. but also I think, you know, the high verbal IQ came into play and he, uh, you know, he just put into words the way that a lot of New Yorkers were feeling um, that no one had been able to really get out. It's like literally was, even though he didn't actually um, – Maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit here too much, but even though he didn't testify in his case, like this was his day in court, like this video, you know what I yeah. mean. He got to say his point of view, and like by the careful selection of this for the jury, by brilliant, evidently fucking lawyer Barry Slotnick, um
1: d- who managed to who managed to bait one of the one of the uh, prosecution witnesses, one of the guys who'd been shot. Into throwing his shoe at him.
0: (laughs) That's pretty funny.
1: That's some top class lawyering, there, isn't it? To
2: make the the that's all I was. I thought you were going to say that's
0: some fucking Muslim ass retribution.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did he do it from the? um, I mean, he wasn't in the. He wasn't on the stand. Did he do it from just like sitting in the? uh... You know, he was on the stand. He was under cross examination
1: by Slotnick, and he threw his. they tried. The shoe did not make contact with the lawyer. Okay. But the, there was an attempt made to cast a shoe in his direction. But the, the the guy had been getting so angry in the in the build up to it that the all the court what do they call them bailiffs? I was going to say thugs, but the court bailiffs were were ready for it, and they they did a good sort of infield action to intercept said footwear.
2: See, I thought that none of them uh, took the stand. Well, according
1: to, according to this presentation, that they, uh, yeah. they did.
2: Okay. I,
0: I know uh, Bernie certainly did not.
2: I think there was two of them did. I think. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the case became just like this touchstone. Yeah. And it, it sort of set the stage for like a lot of future, uh, New York major New York City trials about race, like yeah, Tawana Brawley yeah Uh, central park five which by the way totally did it (laughs) yeah so it like um it, it divided new yorkers and and gave like it
0: brought a lot of people unlikely to agree on something together i would imagine
2: um some some yeah some like as we were saying like everyday new yorkers but at the same time like it gave al sharpton a platform from which to say that this was you know Racist, D- genocide. racist. racist.
0: Um, yeah, I think
1: it's it's kind of interesting to to look at. I mean, in the context of your book, which I have read all the way through and thoroughly enjoyed. So, Oh, uh, thank you, William. That being uh, the last days of New York, out now. I'm still uh, waiting
0: for you to ship it to me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's um, there's kind of in that you, you you talk about how New York is in a similar spot to or it's heading in the direction where it was back then but it's in way worse trouble because it's not, It's it's kind of systematically irredeemable at this point Well, somehow but yeah. I, my point was going to be that in those days, you know, the, the concept of predictive programming and how we get taught how to think by the movies and stuff is that there's been no I think that the, the the movie makers have seen the, the sort of backlash that, that the Clint Eastwood movies about San Francisco and the, and the Charles Bronson movies and taxi driving and all that. And they stopped making stuff like that. So now yeah. people are ready to be, to fully accept the anarcho tyranny without, without batting an eyelid.
2: Um, You know, that's an interesting point. I mean, what I would say, and this is kind of a thesis of my book is that de Blasio and the movement he represents uh like the progressive movement and this is like in the city council this is at the state level this includes the governor this includes de Blasio this includes in many ways the police department this in you know, brass yeah. this includes you know the defense bar the prosecutors um that they have dismantled the toolkit of yeah. crime fighting and crime prevention so back when Bernard gets. Was um, around. I mean, Giuliani was elected. What, like eight years later? Right. Yep. Um, Giuliani initiated a revolution in policing, and he had a whole toolkit available to him with stop, question, frisk. Yep. Uh, you know, and just active neighborhood policing, uh, broken windows policing. <laughs> a lot well, of by that the policies been,
0: that are all ver- that were all at the time very popular in New York
1: especially across demographic
0: uh, like, lines by the way.
1: Yeah, going go, I think mainly with black church ladies wasn't it who were in favor of
0: You know the primary press press. victim of black crime?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um yeah, I mean even if you go back to uh the the foundations of the drug war in like 71 72 when this was announced, um Nixon called the congressional black Cau- caucus into his office and asked them what he should do. And I mean, it's all taped. Yeah. Charlie yeah, he Rangel, loved to tape
0: stuff. Fucking hysterical Charlie Rangel, shit.
2: Charlie Rangel was like, um, front and center in demanding that the administration declare like a major campaign against heroin, uh, pushers. Right. Uh, yeah. Rangel himself said he wanted to see these people, uh, in jail for life. Um, well, it's that's not like given if that's not, not that's given the death penalty, that's never so, going to happen
1: to the CIA.
2: <laughs> no, and um, so this was like a major. Uh, this was a major thing that came out of black black churches, the black black middle class. They definitely had a, a sense of like demanding law and order. Um, um,
0: can can I make a point here? And this is probably the most edgy thing I've said on the show. Um, not really, <laughs> um, but no, this is quite edgy. Um, you know, I hate to say this, but this kind of just brings up the um, the uncomfortable reality of the only thing that actually affects real crime statistics, uh, p- particularly pertaining to black crime. Uh, that being the crime of eight male black males, eighteen to thirty five. Um, The only thing that they kind of respond to is like a really draconian um, sort of like non permissive and non rehabilitative um, like punishment or, you know, crime, you know, law and order sort of like uh, policies or but sorry, that was the word I was looking for policies. And, you know, like in terms of, you know, a lot of people will will often point out that prior to prior to the civil rights movement and prior to the welfare state like that was the highest pinnacle of black uh legitimacy of black literacy uh and like the only thing that like so to speak moved the needle on black people was when they were you know sort of segregated and 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 forced uh to follow like pretty draconian like criminal pu- you know criminal uh punishment and whatnot uh in response to uh you know any and all well, in- i think
1: it is it is like a, a, a flip it's an obvious side effect of the welfare state in that, that you've got like people who are uh, they've got it's unreasonable for a, a poorly educated urban youth to have uh, great expectations of a future if only they keep if only they keep the nose clean because they've been brought up in this kind of uh, baseline welfare state. Well, it, things can't get any worse than this because I'm already on welfare, and, and it, it's, it's okay. You know, I can supplement it with a little bit of a little bit of being a wide boy, and then and then you've really got nothing to lose other than the actual punishment itself. Whereas, like, if you're a you know head of Captain of the football team, clean-cut white boy, you're expecting to get a I don't know a job in a in a fucking corporation somewhere and be a and be a high flyer as long as you don't fuck up. Whereas those guys are brought up to just think, well, you get so you get so much a week of plus food stamps and, and uh, no one can take that away from you even if you are a naughty boy.
2: Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I can go along with some of that. I mean, I I'm not going to say that. Like that, blacks like congenitally like you know crave the lash. No, the, no, know, it, no. Do I don't mean it like, like that at it. all.
1: <laughs> no, it's in England. Like I have this conversation with the because in England the, the black the black people are all white. If you know what I mean. In this in okay, this right, right, right. So like the we, we have uh, our melanated uh, population is either Africans who come over here to work. And are extremely straight laced by and large, uh, and the, the West Indians who are based, who kind of, in a way, they're the the last remnant of the white working class, even though they're not actually white. And the, for the most part, they're you know. Yeah, but who, but who commits all
2: who commits all the knife crime over there?
1: Well, it depends where you, where you are, but the mo- <laughs> most it <laughs> most of the. I don't, I, I, don't really know about that per se, because I don't really keep up with it's the media. Probably but I'd majority pro-
0: white. I honestly not. I would, I would imagine so.
1: certainly where where I in the region where I live, which is pretty a pretty poor area inside the towns around here. It's all white, you know. All the crime is is white Gypsies. guys in tracksuits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, and, and they get treated the same. You know, they get hassled by the police and you know they're just the, they're the welfare underclass and that's that's just what it is they they're all into drugs and you know like the, it, like the ad, the asbos yeah that kind of thing yeah yobos.
2: okay um well what oh, I was saying if you
1: got a license for that k2 <laughs> <laughs> well
2: what I was saying about like what happened in New York is that so let's say like the next mayor Eric Adams, was like a Julian. It's a it's already come, a
0: foregone conclusion to you that he's going to be the next mayor.
2: He, oh yeah, I mean he's he's um <laughs> He's, he's, you know, the Democratic nominee. And, no, we
0: see the? Okay, I haven't been following close enough. I didn't realize he was actually an attained nominee. So yeah, you're right. He is going to be the next mayor, yes.
2: We, we have
1: donated thousands of dollars to Stacey Prussman's campaign. Are you telling me this was a waste? I
2: think it may have been. Oh, I'm, no! I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that.
0: But she I'm hasn't really went. Sorry. Funny!
2: That may be. But <laughs> she
0: cares about animal rights! What a winning winning political message!
2: Well, actually, both Eric Adams and Curtis Sleewa are pretty pretty keen animal rights people too. Okay.
0: Well uh is Bernard Getz. Yes, that's true. Yeah. The squirrels. Yeah. He's he's a an avid keeper of squirrels to this day. Is Mr. Getz yeah, running
2: again this time? He's not running.
1: Right. He is that's not that's running.
2: Obviously. He he did run for um for mayor in two thousand one, I believe. Um he had a couple thousand votes. Missed opportunity. Um, but the thing is say if eric adams was like a giuliani type yeah. today he would not and and wanted to crack down on crime i hate him to say he would have a difficult time of it i think that what de blasio the TAs, and the rest of the progressives right. well what de blasio and the rest of the progressives have done is in a sense codify chaos mm. they have Placed, or for instance, they uh, stop, question, and frisk is no longer in the toolbox. Right. The NYPD is under a federal monitor, uh, which oversees. 10th, its, you ever
0: heard of something called the Tenth Amendment?
2: Well, <laughs> that doesn't apply here. So they they um, they uh, monitor all of like the NYPD's right. uh, stop and frisk policies and practices. They have gotten rid of. Uh, they decriminalized a whole host of quality of life offenses, like public urination.
0: It's turnstile jumping, if I'm not sure. Turnstile
2: jumping, things like that, that police used to use as a, as a kind of pretext. Like, it's not that you would necessarily go to jail if you jumped the turnstile, but the police could stop you, search you, see if you had a warrant, um, you know, find out if you were carrying a gun, or, you know, sharpened screwdrivers.
0: As it were, uh, with Bernie gets, yeah,
2: right. This type of thing. Um, they have instituted bail reform. So yeah, you know, you and you that can't, sounds you, you,
0: nice on paper, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know, it's reformed. It's going back to the way it was before.
2: <laughs> oh, right, right. Well, that's a good point. Like calling something reform makes yeah. it sound as though you, yeah, <laughs> that's like, what I mean. Yeah, it, but, bail yeah.
0: reform. This sounds great. How? What are we getting out of it? <laughs>
2: right and as as it is it's turned out to be something of a disaster because you know people are arrested and then you know almost immediately released yeah um now even if there are issues with the bail system which is unique to america like other countries don't have the same the same system of bail but it's um it does perform like like keeping someone in jail for 24 or 48 hours can at least have the uh the benefit of incapacitating them like they yeah. can't go out and commit revenge against whoever like you know annoy them or continue mm. their beef or whatever so it can it can kind of cool things down that's gone uh yes and the, it's, it's, the, the new district attorneys are you know in line with what we're seeing across the nation
0: yeah it's really shocking. Some of the stuff I've seen just recently, someone, uh, a black woman who was a district attorney. I don't remember where it was. Uh, forgive me. But uh, what just didn't show up for um, a murder case uh, and a murderer wow. ended up being let off, basically, of of like a, a like a young lady, uh, white lady and a young like a child. Uh, and he, you know, the, the the they just chose not to try the case. It's fucking insane. This is anarcho tyranny. This is like the end of of a nation. Like this is how people. This is how it becomes Mad Max outside overnight. Uh, yeah. When you put people who are so politically motivated in in what is supposed to be. The supposed to be the most fair of the or ideally would be the most fair of the branches of government, the judicial branch.
2: It's bizarre. I mean, what's what's kind of amazing is to think that for for decades you had law and order people running as prosecutors and that just made sense.
1: Yeah. And then.
2: All of a sudden, I guess the left realized, oh, well, we could do that too. Why don't we just take over those offices? Um, Liberals are fucking
0: idiots. They'll vote for anything that just sort of vaguely affirms their beliefs. They'll do anything to fucking, you know, just own the enemy, which is you kind of got to respect them for because they don't really give a shit about what their life is like in order to win politically. But I
1: I don't even really particularly buy it as a, I mean, I yeah, I know that it's the left that's doing it.
0: Well, yeah, it's George it's Soros. Being, it's, it's it's people being, who are funding these the election of these district. Yeah, attorneys. it's the same
1: people that are funding the whole COVID fucking thing, and yeah, and it's basically all about the COVID's about destruction of the economy, and they're, they're they want to destroy Western civilization in Toto so they can rebuild it in this glorious image through their own wisdom, which is Cyberpunk the definition of the-
0: hellscape.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the. I mean, it's the it's the definition of progressivism, isn't it? Like ruled by experts, and and that they, the people with the most money, see themselves as the experts, and they're damn well gonna make sure we've got nothing left to prefer to whatever they decide is best for us.
2: Well, it does seem as though they they've pushed this idea of, you know, mass incarceration, this idea that there is such a thing as mass incarceration and white supremacy and the drug war as a war against black people. And, you know, this idea that there's tons of people in jail for doing virtually nothing. Yeah. Uh, And that's a meme. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just worked its way into the minds of enough people that they accept the idea that the police are the problem, that jails are the problem. And, you know i I guess they're willing to go for it i mean go along with it i i don't get it um i mean the guy that we've just elected as the manhattan da uh alvin bragg okay so he did work in in the prosecutor's offices but doing what (laughs) well yeah i mean his uh his approach is you know he, he for instance he says that You know, in a questionnaire I found of his, he 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 talks about violent felonies, but he puts it in quotes, Mm. like he doesn't want to use. What does that mean, misgendering someone? Well, kind of. (laughs) It's like saying like a violent felony, like that 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 it's a questionable term in and of itself. Oh, okay,
0: okay, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So, because really, it's just an expression of
0: problematizing the concept of a violent offense.
2: Yeah, no, he is, and he says that he doesn't think. What's this guy's last name? brag b-r-a-g-g
0: all right fine
2: but he doesn't think that he doesn't think that violent felonies should necessarily entail jail time um okay rape and murder he says should probably have jail time but so if you go up and just like beat somebody up
1: he's some kind of right-wing reactionary then if he thinks we should go to jail for rape and
2: murder i mean kind of i mean he's not an absolute prohibitionist so yeah um but, you know, so he thinks that if, if you beat somebody up, push them to the ground, that, that jail is not really appropriate. Well, it's, um, it's a
1: cry for help. I mean, this is like calling it a, a – I mean, we joke about saying it's misgendering, but it's the same thing to call it a violent felony. Really, it's a cry for help by those people who are crushed by the system of white supremacy and the patriarchy.
2: I guess so. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, a little, um, it's a little crazy. I would say that much I don't know why I mean New York is seeing a increase in crime that's faster than has ever been recorded I mean it's all over the country we've never seen a year over year 40 percent increase in murders before uh that's why it's funny because people like AOC say oh this is just hysteria uh the crime stats used to be much worse it's like, okay, but people don't live over like a, people don't experience time that way. Like, oh, well, 30 years ago, there were a lot more murders, but you experience that's his, point, his yeah. rapid acceleration. Yeah, but and, like, and like, the disjunction and so, societal dis, dis, disjunction, that's is, what you experience.
1: She is just doing what do I have to say to make you shut up? Because, like, <laughs> right. to, to, she doesn't talk about incomes over that time period, does she? Yeah. Or, uh, or standard of living.
2: Uh, no, no, that's a good point. Um, so-, oh, so that's,
0: that's if you, you're comparing it to like we're it's just still in the, we're in the ramp up point. We're still experiencing the, the crime lows from that nineties, Joe Biden, super predators bill. You know, uh, we're still experiencing the positive effects of that, like pretty harsh, um, pretty harsh crackdown on, on crime. Uh, That occurred in the 1990s and like really didn't, you know, like Giuliani and Bloomberg went straight through. When did Bloomberg get out of office? 2008 or something? No,
2: 2013. There
0: you go. Well, he was doing all that same same 90s stuff all the way up till 2013 at.
1: This is going to lead to more police shootings as well, which I think is what they want because they want the racial uh, sort of aggravation. I'll tell you what uh, it
0: is. It's the, the fact of the matter is there's no white on black crime essentially to speak of. Uh, and black on white crime is astoundingly high and growing every day. And the only way that you can keep mentally juggle this narrative that the, it's white people are ruling this universe and the poor, poor black people is if you make you elevate the speak of the only time that there's re- violent white on crime interaction, which is in the course of uh, the of police actually apprehending criminals. Yeah.
2: Um, no, it's, that, that, that's that's a fair point. Uh, and that does seem. I mean, that's. I think part of the reason why you're seeing at the federal level this um, this new upset, this new focus on domestic terrorism by white supremacists, yeah.
0: which is all and, fucking feds, by the way. I haven't seen a single thing actually be real,
2: right? And I think what I, I think that what they really would like is to provoke some white nationals types into committing an organized act of violence nice try we're too smart this is their dream this is their dream that this would actually happen yeah
0: yeah yeah some real turner diaries type shit i know what they're trying to fucking do they probably wrote turner diaries as predictive programming (laughs) this is a global thing yeah i mean
1: let's say even in france they a guy slapped president macron and yeah he went as if he was going to shake his hand and then did the I mean, it's a it's a, t- a time-honoured practical joke yeah. hand out, bang. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and uh, the press ran with a story about the police say his accomplice had a copy of Mein Kampf in his flat.
2: Oh, it did, really? Is that was that yeah, like the story? Mean, okay. Who's, a,
1: who's an accomplice in a fucking slapping? <laughs> it was the really guy who just drove him there. It's he, ridiculous. Oh, well, I think this
0: guy, he uh, read uh, this book. He watched it. he watched this movie, Greatest Story Never Told. Uh, <laughs> His roommate slapped president.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think what the left would like is to see like an Anders Breivik type situation yeah, yeah. at a DNC youth conference, but sure. perpetrated by like five or ten guys. With preferably links. majority
0: non yeah, yeah, fed, yeah, right, right. <laughs> with links, yeah, right,
2: with links to like some right wing congressman or mm-hmm. some you know, yeah. anything where they can. Um, I mean, in the Oklahoma thing,
1: they the only the only person involved that got <laughs> but the only person that got hung out to drive for it was McVeigh, and he well, he wasn't fed, so yeah, how fed, how glow in the dark were
2: all the rest of them. Yeah, was it, Timothy McVeigh was a fan? That's
0: our personal theory. Um, yeah. It's not confirmed, but I mean, if you look into it with any sort of level of scrutiny, it's kind of uh I mean, not for nothing, his on his death certificate, his employer was listed as U.S. Army. Okay,
2: <laughs> yeah. it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, you know, with the the, the um the Bernard Getz case.
0: Yeah, so I'm trying to bring it back somewhat. No, yeah. well, I mean it's all right.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's just an interesting moment in um, in time. And I kind of think that it sort of signaled, you know, okay, after... I mean, David Dinkins came in after Getz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, you know, we had the Crown Heights and we had yeah. the Tawana Brawley. Certainly there was a lot that went on after Getz before Giuliani came in. But um, I sometimes think that maybe... Getz was, like, maybe, I mean, I sometimes I've wondered if maybe we should have a statue to Bernard Getz. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, and he's still alive. Could, <laughs> he's alive, yeah, and it could have, like, the four guys crawling away. He should run yeah. for mayor again. Well, it would be interesting. There are um, a lot of vacant plinths around the country at the moment for it as well. Well, we've got to put something on him. <laughs> yeah I don't think, yeah. I, I guess in this moment, Bernard Getz is probably not going to, not going to be the guy. No, but um,
0: I think his re- his image. The second result when I looked him up on YouTube was his appearance on Opie and Anthony. Um, so, so I mean, enough. I I feel like uh, to some level, it it his his um his public perception might not be the best. <laughs> With the last yeah. thing that he was like really publicly known for is saying "you motherfucker" to Greg yeah. Opie Hughes.
2: <laughs> what, what 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 was that about? Uh, like Opie,
0: Opie had pretended. To, so Bernie brought in a CD of music that I guess he liked to play to his squirrels. Um. <laughs> yeah not even shitting this is I believe what it was and uh, they you know uh, as like a bit to sort of set him off man uh, Opie took a blank CD and snapped it and said you mean this CD snap and uh, (laughs) and Bernie went you motherfucker (laughs) um and uh yeah and then storm dot and then of course they played it for laughs and you know they said oh my god he's going for his bag oh, it's the <laughs> radio <get> it. <laughs> bill burr was there and he was like yeah stand up for your rights <laughs> stand up for your rights Bertie. <laughs> um
2: yes yeah, so uh i mean i think that things ultimately turned around people had it with crime yeah. And, you no, know, again, you, you, we've been saying the this
0: we've been saying this word over and over again, but watershed moment really is the, the word for it, because it was like a sort of turning point in the like the real hopeless feeling that I'm assuming again, I wasn't even alive yet, so I can't really say what it would be like to feel but I, what i would imagine that like sort of you know taxi driver you know new york you know fucking bad lieutenant in yeah. 1980s new york would be like a sort well, of wh- hopelessness that that is inescapable and all of a sudden here's this little fucking nebeshi like a uh, com- computer repair guy uh, to, you Print know, repair show repair guy, let's say, it's a printer repair guy, <laughs> if you will. Um, and <laughs> um, and he is here to show that there's, you know, there still is a ray of hope, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, it, it the thing is, I, I
1: think, I don't think I'm imputing too much uh, of a good motive to, to, to Bernie gets here because i mean why would he give this two-hour interview being i mean i think he was being pretty much scrupulously honest or at least he thought he was at the time uh, and say and saying explaining exactly why he did it and having having it put into the public record and i think if there's any i think that was probably his real act of you know people talk about civil disobedience but he's saying look this is what i did and this is why i did it and that and and in combined with the propaganda of the deed, as it were, of actually having shot these guys, mm-hmm. he, he he's he's put the authorities in a corner, whereas with it, it's like, I'm going to give New York the chance to acquit me of this crime, and then the authorities are going to fucking well have to do something about it, because everyone's going to start
2: doing yeah.
0: it. It was like a referendum I mean, on the crime, his verdict. Yeah. It,
2: it's kind of, it, it is sort of fascinating, because he admitted freely that he did it. Yeah. I mean, it was truly. I mean, there wasn't really that much dispute about the facts of the case. No. Um, you know, in terms of him shooting these guys, I mean, he, there was a civil judgment against he him. Yeah,
0: forty-three million dollars, which he didn't collect, which uh, the, which uh, Daryl Cavey did not collect one red cent of.
2: <laughs> I wonder. I guess because I mean, I don't think Bernard gets makes very much money. No. But um, usually you can go and garnish someone's earnings. I don't know why um that never happened.
0: I uh, maybe perhaps because the in in like the appeals process after the uh, initial civil judgment occurred, you know, the the courts were understanding that it was a pretty trumped up charge of racism on Bernie Gets who didn't really to me seem particularly racist. Um uh, especially in that you know very raw, uh, you know two-hour confessional, he doesn't bring up race once. You know if someone were if someone were like truly like a say Anthony Cumia didn't even shoot a <laughs> black woman in Times Square and couldn't help but it off with the mentioning what type of person she was. Right. You know <laughs> um, he didn't even get into something so serious as Bernie gets, but. Um, that's exactly what I'm trying to say, though, is that Bernie didn't certainly the fact that fucking Ron Kuby Vulture fucking tried to make it about um, about like a racial angle is it's kind of absurd.
2: Um, you know, one thing that's interesting, just as a postscript, um, one of the guys shot by uh, Bernard Gets, James Remzer, mm-hmm. killed himself 27 years to the day after the shooting. Do you think it was intentional? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it was suicide apparently. And um, uh, Gett, Bernard Getz said, um, asked to comment, he said, "Well, it sounds like he was depressed." <laughs>
0: <Based>. <laughs>
2: um I, I think the the, the
1: the autism wasn't bandied about as much in those days as it is now, was it?
2: No, I mean, I,
0: I, I don't think I, there I, was a word for it. You were just weird. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Do you maybe. think um? Do you think, think he's um? Do you think I think uh, they would
0: call him that now?
1: Yeah. I, I think. It, I mean, my personal view is, yeah, sure, there's such a thing as autism, but I think it's it's overblown as a way of diminishing uh, so, typically masculine traits uh, in b- maybe not the most sort of uh, sexually eligible males. You know, mm. like, so a- any guy who is interested enough in something and can concentrate on it enough to become good at it oh there's something wrong with him it's like everybody says oh i've got add or i've got ocd just because you, you don't like gay. leaving dirty dishes in the sink it's just
0: everything, right, right, everything's
1: right. a mental illness now and it's a lot of bullshit i'm
0: a sure,
2: so james Irms-Zur, uh right after the um a little bit after the gets shooting he um he, he went to prison for a very long time for mm. um, raping and robbing a woman on a rooftop. Yeah. Uh, so he... Um, raped her at gunpoint. A pregnant woman raped at gunpoint.
1: I mean, this is like the... Uh, like George Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But George Floyd, I guess, didn't rape a pregnant woman. He just robbed her. Yeah. Um, but the, but the, the whole thing with the rape, unless it's at gunpoint, it just doesn't feel Right.
2: It's true. I, I guess not. I guess yeah. not. Is did Daryl KB die?
0: Uh, yes, he's dead. He died in two, thousand and eleven. Yeah.
2: Um, no, I thought James Ramsey died in two thousand and eleven.
0: It says he K, KB, who had been left paraplegic and brain damaged as a result of his injuries, obtained a civil judgment of forty three million against Getz. He KB died in t- two thousand and eleven without ever having received any money from Getz.
2: Oh okay. Um. Maybe he
1: couldn't get an it's ID.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it would be curious to get to get the 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 um the remaining guys back together.
0: Yeah, it's like a reunion yeah. with Bernie. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um.
2: Well, anyway, maybe Stephen Kinger can host it. Yeah. No, maybe we, we should host. <laughs> it. Oh, fine. I'm open show, to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Bernie Bernard, Bernard Goetz was arrested a few years ago. Yeah, for uh, um, weed, right? Buying pot. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, I think he got I don't he got think
0: some, he, yeah, he got some sort of slap. Suffered on the wrist very too. much. Yeah, I mean yeah. the guy's yeah. been on the
1: moon charge. He ain't worried. He ain't shook. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, and He, he did eight he did months never, in
0: the pen standing on his head too, let's not forget.
2: Right, right. Uh so you know, he's a um he's an interesting guy. I mean, he lives near me. I mean so I've never seen him, but um he, he's around I could go I could go seek him out um I, I just don't know what I would say to him yeah no. how are the squirrels uh, <laughs> I could ask him that I mean it's funny because Curtis Sleewall was a big supporter of Bernard getsz
0: yeah that's true and he was in you know, a lot of should... the interviews uh, he was interviewed a lot in the TV coverage that I watched uh, in preparation for the
2: show I wonder if that'll come up during the um <laughs>
0: The
2: election,
1: yeah, during, the, during the election. This is this is Curtis uh, Sliwa was absolutely world famous in the late seventies when I, I, he was on the TV in England all the time. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, he really was.
2: Guardian Angels was a huge deal back then.
1: Yeah, um, it was like liberal media kind of liked it because it will it wasn't the police. It was just like these kind of. They, sort, they had a bit of a love-hate thing with it the BBC they would do they would love to do a, a little documentary about it follow them around with a film crew but there was this kind of oh maybe we could have this instead of the police uh, and but you know and these guys they don't have guns and they're you know they they they're all nice and polite and they wear little red Berets and look like you know what well you know
2: what in a sense it is like this is I mean isn't this what they say they want they want to get rid of defund the police and have yeah. community yeah. Community, yeah. you know, social workers, know what,
0: which is all well and good until I, one of the I, social I, workers gets raped.
1: I think right. that sort of lefty liberal, the the lefty liberals of those days were at least some more sincere than they are now. I think, I think there's nefarious, there's openly hmm. nefarious instincts behind it now or uh, and people behind it now. Whereas it was, I think that, I think we can agree that the liberals of the seventies and eighties were probably believed what they were saying and believed it would make society better.
2: That could be. You may have a point. I mean to be fair, I don't I never really got the feeling that the Guardian angels were necessarily um effective. It wasn't they weren't really doing their best. Let's put it that way. I mean <laughs> they you, weren't saying be their the best. They seem to be the guys who would like not admitted to the new york city yeah yeah, auxiliary auxiliary police these are guys who who couldn't get hired
1: as mall cops
2: (laughs) a a little bit yeah a little bit i don't want to disparage them i mean i guess maybe they were trying their best hey yeah
1: i mean they were the guys who were down there doing it so i mean you really you know it's like i'm involved with my children in sporting clubs and and like parents can be such assholes about oh god yeah you know, this is terrible you know you haven't organized this properly and all that to the people who organize it and, and
2: they'll just go well you organize it then right, <laughs> right. Like, you know. no i mean look you know i i'll probably wind up voting for curtis lee law so i'm not gonna like yeah. you know disparage what he's doing but um
0: didn't he didn't <sighs> he have a radio gig with ron Kuby? Yes. That's so, f- what a weird pairing to me, having only, you know, never having heard the show, of course, not being in the market, but uh, just, it seems like so they're literally on the opposite sides of this. Yeah,
2: but look, <laughs> defense, defense lawyers, def- the defense bar is always like, kind of, they're always like showmen. Yeah, uh, that's a nice way
0: of saying Jewish. Well, <laughs> no, maybe. No,
2: but like, there's a lot of Italian, uh, look, look at, um, or uh, Lee F. Bailey F. Lee Bailey Tolino or, and Barnes uh, Injury Attorney
0: 888
2: I mean, you know, there's a certain type Yeah, sure so, um, Greasy guys A little bit But, you know, so, so it, it, it's not that It's not that incongruous That QB and, and Curtis would have had a show together Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, they're both like characters basically. That's true, so. yeah yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'd vote for Curtis
1: Leeward if I was in there. Uh, yeah, he still rocks the hat. Gym. You
0: got to respect him. But I don't think he's got hair under it anymore. That's the difference.
1: He's gone full Tim Pool.
0: <laughs> yes, he does. that's why he wears it all the time. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm a centrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't he the one who got who it was on his show to... <laughs> It was on his show too that Andrew Cuomo said the N word. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. He. Oh no. Oh. Uh. What? Well, maybe I'm mistaking it with something related to Fredo. Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, did Cuomo think he was having dinner with his mother's house? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> he said that. He said that. Fucking full hard R. They called us spaghetti. You know what? Right. Okay. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, when funny. was that? Um. Uh, I wanna say maybe four or five years ago. What do, he Detroit. thought he could like call claim like false uh what's it called? Um stolen stolen mm, boop oh, valor. Yeah, did. Stolen that was over boop
1: <laughs> The Freddo incident.
0: Yeah, I don't remember right. which it was, yeah. but but regardless... That was Chris
1: no, Cuomo, wasn't it?
0: No, no, no. This is a totally separate incident. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I might be mixing it up with the Curtis slewa connection, but Andrew Cuomo indeed ca- said they called us spaghetti you-know-what. <laughs> it wow. said the full thing on the radio.
2: <laughs> they, how, does he get away, how does he get away, he gets away with everything? Well, I'll you know You, the, you that see that the
0: Moors. They did so much fucking... that he's part eggplant (laughs)
1: oh Uh, dude
0: anyway um, anything else we want to get to before we uh, wrap I I think that was a fair summation of
2: it Seth
0: thank you so much for coming to the show the book is called uh, The Last Days of New York by Seth Barron I I assume it's available on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble and all those good places Yes.
2: yes exactly all those good places
0: just very good places like Amazon. <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: give you my little potted review. I, I've oh, it's not necessarily a topic that I would normally buy a book about, but I've been uh, from Seth's uh, uh, podcast appearances where I've heard him before. I was very keen to to get my hands on it just to read a book written by Seth Barron, and uh, it did not disappoint. Because like with the, the the subject matter at hand. It could easily just be some kind of uh, tirade of Fox News type boomer takes or, or whatnot, which is fine. But it's not that. It, it's a beautifully written and very well thought out um, read. And it's I, I read I read through it in pretty much in a day. Uh, it, it's it's very entertaining. The use of language is uh, almost
2: PG Woodhouse like. I love it. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll take that. Thank you. Thank you so much, William. I appreciate your uh, your 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 high praise.
1: Well, I call it how I say it. But I'm I'm you know, you probably won't want to use me on the blurb of the second edition because <laughs> nobody knows who the fuck I am. <laughs> well, maybe in the
0: maybe in
2: the the British edition.
1: We'll <laughs> I'm even less well known in Britain than I am in America.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: anything else, Seth? You want to uh, promote?
2: No. No. I think that's. Uh, I think that that hand that that does it. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Thank you.
0: It's been nothing but an honor and a pleasure. And um, I've I I when this opportunity came to me, I didn't know how much I wanted it because I never yeah. realized it could be a possibility. So thank you very much. <laughs>
2: well, yeah. Absolutely, guys. All right. Well, well, uh, have a. Oh, hang on! Hi, you don't have to go
0: just yet. Let me just quickly do plugs, and then we'll uh, do our normal sign off. But anyway, so okay. uh, for the audio version of the show, go to www.historyhomos.com, uh, or find us wherever you find podcasts. For the video version of the show, get the uh, go to the link tree in our uh, any of our social media bios because we're on Odyssey and Bitchute and Rockfin. Um, which where you can get a weekly premium episode uh, with, if you like what you hear and uh, you can go to that, get to that at www.rockfin.com that's R-O-K-F-I-N dot com slash history homos
1: and also the best way to check out the, if you're an audio listener and you want to check out the video stuff the video episodes are free on Rockfin yes. for the free episodes so you don't have to sign up to watch those at all no, so you can
0: just come on and some... check out the show video and uh, and you can also stick around, there's lots of other content on uh, on Rockfin uh, from people who can't hack it on YouTube because of vile censorship Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so follow us across social media at HistoryHomosPod and uh, that's it, uh, die with dignity everybody William, what do you want to say to the peeps?
1: Someday a real rain will come <laughs>
0: <laughs> Later, almost. <laughs> big girls. Say on me, i you on fire, on the team mother Wow, what a show 122 hours I'm to 22 hours I'm I hours of here 122 hours, I could Hundred and twenty-two. twenty two. I twenty two. twenty two. twenty two. I twenty two. Side! 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 the Side! Side! the Side! 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 Side!
1: Water, I could ask what I could ask what I could I